Well, um, a couple of years ago, I was working in full-time IT, serving at church, studying part-time at Bible college, all with the aim and desire to just honor God the best that I can with my life. Uh, Never in a million years would I have thought of being employed full-time as a pastor at the chapel, Sydney. Uh, My home church, the church that I served in for half of my life. Uh, And never in a million years would I have thought of being able to step into the senior pastoral role for a season. But as unpredictable as life is, I was given this interim senior pastor role to lead for the church. And if you've ever been out swimming at the beach and you suddenly can't feel the bottom of the ocean, the beach, um, and you start to panic, well, that was the feeling at the start. Would I be able to lead the different ministries well? Would Would I be able to help people love Jesus better? Today, I've been given uh, the opportunity to do something slightly different. I've been given the opportunity to to share with you all what I've learned in the last six months. And if it hasn't hit already, we are already in May 2023, which means it's already been six months since Pastor Steve left on his sabbatical. Now, for those of you who were with us in November 2022, you may remember that Pastor Steve and Mel, uh, they left uh, to Korea to start their sabbatical. Uh, And at the same time, our board member, David Arn, and his wife, Janice, uh, who, you know, do amazing things around the church and are such an amazing support, they also left uh, to have a a well-deserved break. And at that time, we also officially farewelled Pastor May. Do you guys remember Pastor May? Yeah, we officially farewelled her. November 2022 was a full-on month. Leaders' meetings, board meetings, prayer meetings. And if you remember, we went through the book of Jonah in four weeks, which was my very first preaching series. And I had no idea how much work it takes to preach four weeks in a row. And in the middle of all that, of trying to figure out my bearings and and uh, trying to figure out how things work, uh, I had to go to our denomination's three-day conference, which was fun. Uh, Now, I know that I wasn't the only leader at church, and I know that I had amazing people around me. A lot of you guys were really encouraging and supportive, and we have an amazing staff team. We have an amazing board. We have amazing leaders. But I have to admit that I felt a lot of the burden was on my shoulders. Even though I knew in reality, it it really wasn't. It was an intense first month of being a senior pastor. Now, saying all this, I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for me because I know what an amazing privilege and honor it was to lead our church. And I'm thankful to Pastor Steve and the board and, and, uh, and God and for all of you for this amazing opportunity to lead And it was actually such an amazing experience. And I felt like God was expanding my capacity as a leader and as a pastor. But by the time Easter was over, I was so burnt out. I was tired. I was ready to take a big nap. And over these last couple of weeks, in between the busyness of life, um, I took some time to reflect, to journal and pray. And as I reflected, I questioned myself. Why did I feel so burdened at times? 
Why did I feel like the whole weight of the world was on my shoulders? And so today, I just want to share with you three lessons and reminders that I learned over these last couple of months. And the three things are this. Number one, the battle belongs to the Lord. Number two, yet not, not I, but Christ in me. And number three, come to the altar. And if these three statements sound familiar, then you're right, because these are songs that we sang today. How did that work out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking. I talked to Albert. <laughs> Uh, these three songs really sum up the last six months um, and the lessons that I learned. So the first lesson that I learned was that the battle belongs to the Lord. We all go through seasons of joy and sorrow, but it all belongs to the Lord. Right? 1 Corinthians 15, 56 says this, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this verse is talking about how God has won the ultimate victory over death through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And it's showing us that the greatest struggle, the greatest battle that you and I will ever go through is the battle of sin and death. But the Apostle Paul is telling us that it all belongs to the Lord, that we have the victory over the ultimate battle through Jesus our Lord. And there is nothing that we've done to help God in that battle. And this has been a constant reminder for me in the last couple of months. If God has won the greatest battle and has come through in victory, then why am I struggling to trust God in all these other areas of my life? Now, does this mean every battle or circumstance you will face will be easy or that God will magically prevent you from going through the storms of life? No. But that's how we mature and grow. I love what the chorus says. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And that's been a fresh reminder for me, for my heart, that every battle is fought on my knees in prayer. Even in the hectic seasons of life, when things seem out of control, where anxiety and fear feel like your best friend, and this is the thought that I had. If, if we're not on our knees in prayer for our families, for our friends, for our church community, then who is? And we have to remember what the writer of Ephesians tells us in chapter 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so let's remember that we have a real enemy who is after our souls. Let's remember that the real battle is not the physical realm, right? It's not in the physical realm, but it's in the spiritual realm. And let's remember that the battles we go through, big or small, it all belongs to the Lord, our almighty fortress who goes before us, who shines in the darkness. The second lesson that I learned was this. It's not me, but it's through Christ in me. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have had time to sit down and really think about your struggles. Really think about your deepest struggles. Because when you sit down and when you start thinking about that stuff, it really comes down to a question of identity. 
who you are. And when things get heated or when, when you are stressed or when you face difficult circumstances, the enemy will always come knocking on your door and attack your identity. For me, I struggle with my self-worth. I've always felt like I'm not good enough and that I need to constantly do more uh, to prove my worth. And when I don't meet that expectation, that's when I start to spiral down with feelings of inadequacy. That's when I think that I'm not good enough. And to be honest, uh, the last six months, it's been a struggle to, to really remember that when things don't go right, when things fail, that my identity in Christ, it doesn't change. That who I am is not tied to my performance or my work. And that's why this song, Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me, has been such a massive lesson. The chorus says this, To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to His. And the lesson was, whether I succeed or fail, if our lives are not centered on Christ, if our lives are not bound to His, if our hope isn't Jesus, then we're bound to struggle. We're bound to struggle every time the enemy comes knocking on our door. And this is the reason why the author of Hebrews tells us, Run this race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so I came to the revelation. Maybe my eyes weren't fixed on Jesus as much as it should have been. And the truth is that I know that I'm not the only one in this room. I know that there are some of us who have been in uh, similar situations who are struggling or, or currently uh, struggle with our identity. Some of us, like myself, we put way too much pressure on ourselves to perform and to be perfect. And that's what sin does. It separates us from our identity in Christ. It tells us that we're not good enough, that we need to do more, we need to be uh, perfect. But friends, the Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. And so if you're like me, if you're struggling with your identity in Christ, let's remember that our identity it doesn't come from, uh, from our works. It doesn't come from doing things, but it comes from the works of Jesus. Jesus has completed the work of salvation so that we don't need to strive. And this is something that I've had to constantly remind myself of. Look to the cross. Look to the finished work of our Savior, Jesus. And if you've struggled with knowing your worth, then gaze upon the beauty of the cross. Look deep into the eyes of Jesus, who took on the full wrath of God for us. And as the verse of this song says, Jesus is our joy, our righteousness, our freedom, our steadfast love, our deep and boundless peace. And the last lesson that I learned was this, come to the altar daily. 
What does this mean? It means we bring our joys and our sorrows to God every single day. It means we continually surrender our desires and wants and we leave it at the altar. And as we sung today, I love these verses. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the world? Jesus is calling. And I love that verse because it's a call for every single one of us. Whether we're going through the storms of life or not, we're all broken within. We're all needing a Savior to save us from ourselves. I don't know about you, but I've got a tendency to trust in my own ways. To trust that I know what's best for me and those around me. And when I think back to the last six months, there's been a lot of moments that I wish I could do again. There's been a lot of mistakes, a lot of regrets, and a lot of trusting in my own ways. And this song, Come to the Altar, has been a gentle reminder from God, a reminder to continually come and lay down my mistakes, my regrets at the foot of the cross, to continually surrender to God. And so every time I made a mistake or every time there was a regret, I needed to remind myself of the invitation that Jesus gives to us. And this invitation comes from Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, come as you are. And bring your whole life, the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, the mistakes. Bring it all to Jesus. He's saying, bring it all to me and I'll give you proper rest. And that's the call for every single one of us today. Some of us here, we're so tired. We're weary, we're burnt out. And we're carrying burdens that we shouldn't be carrying at all. So whether you call yourself a Christian or not, the truth is that Jesus going to the cross and dying for us is actually an invitation for all of us to come and find rest from our souls. So the good news is we don't need to strive anymore. We don't need to try and be someone else we're not. We don't need to worry if we've done enough to please God. And so for me, over these last six months, uh, these truths have been such a lifeline. And they've helped me to navigate my way back to God time and time again. And so just to finish, I just want to say thank you one more time to you as the church, for allowing me to speak the Word of God into your life. I understand the privilege and the honor of being able to stand before you each week and teach from the Word of God. And I'm so blessed and honored to be a part of a community who gives so much of yourselves to God week in and week out. Every Sunday, we have so many people serving, serving in different ministries and areas of the church. And many of us, we don't even realize what 
people do to serve the church. Because they're not doing it for their own glory, but they're doing it for the glory of God. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you for serving God. Thank you for building His house with me. Because I know that I can't do this on my own. So church, may we be a community of men and women who love and prioritize God above all else. My prayer for all of us in this next season is this, that we will leave behind our regrets and our mistakes, that we will bring our sorrows and trade them for joy. And as we've sung today, that we would all come to the altar and embrace the open arms of our Father. May our lives proclaim, oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Let's close our eyes in prayer.